The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. such thing as death. Life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome to My Third Eye. Where they kept the newspapers. They had to storm for, I don't know, 10 years or something like that or whatever the thing was. So I'm I'm walking down. I walk by and I'm putting magazines away. I come back, grab another handful of magazines, walk back through, pass this door two or three times. It's always shut, you know. Come back, grab another handful, walk back. As soon as I t- turn the corner and enter that room, that door is wide open. And I'm the only one up there. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? Weird, right? So, on the third floor. Oh, yeah, guess what? Last installment of the Halloween episodes. Uh, I didn't release one last week uh, just due to some stuff that was going on. But I had Tom from Strange Brew back in studio to record another episode and did not disappoint. I will say... If you're listening to this on the, the the your podcast player on Wednesday, you could have listened to this on Halloween if you signed up for Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast, three, five, and ten dollar tiers. The three dollar tier gets you this episode in its entirety. Now I am uploading the video for this because Tom dressed up and made me feel like a fool for not dressing up. I wasn't even thinking. 
So the video will be up on Patreon. $5 gets you that 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 video watch, okay? $10 is a super supporter, and $5 also gets you all bonus material. Now, um, let's move on to Conspiracy Soap. Sold out, unfortunately, but we're working on it, okay? Got our order in, just waiting for it to be delivered and made for us so we can sell it to you, okay? If you want Conspiracy Soap, DangerousWorldPodcast.com. Go there, go to Conspiracy Soap, pick out what you want, okay? Now let's talk about our pets. We love our pets. I'm a dog guy and a bunny guy, and we do have a bunny. His name's Lambo. Uh, I bet you can't guess why I named him Lambo, okay? Anyway, uh, if they have joint issues, nervousness, any type of dry skin, anything, go to purepetwellness.com, enter ghost at checkout, you get 20% off your entire order. And these can be used on yourself as well, okay? I don't know if they promote that, but they are human grade and it's an American made and owned company out of California, okay? Great stuff. I've been using them on my dogs since they became an affiliate. So that's purepetwellness.com and enter ghost at checkout, okay? Think of spooky season, ghost. You get 20% off. Now, I think think next week I might be airing the episode that will be due, that we'll have to do with the new affiliate. I am going to pre-warn you when I do release that, it was only an hour episode. There is no extra content. So for those people that don't sign up for the Patreon, you're going to get the entire episode uh, for free. Okay. It was uh, a very kind of last minute recording uh, with the guest and we were under time constraint due to them uh, getting ready to go live for their show. So stay tuned. I think you'll like it. And they also created a promo code that gets you guys, I believe it was 10% off. So Stay tuned for that. Sit back and enjoy this. It's hump day, finally. Hopefully the week goes quick for you guys. And uh, yeah, big changes coming to M3E. Just saying. Uh, still rebranding and still rethinking. So just uh, just hang in there. But the content will still come. And it's only because you guys keep supporting. So sit back and enjoy this. And happy Halloween if you're listening on the Patreon. And if not... Happy belated Halloween. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fun and exciting episode of M3E. I am joined by a returning guest from Strange Brew Podcast, the Raptilian himself. Tom, how are you? What's going on, man? Uh, I'm pretty good. Uh, so I'm I'm all dressed up and I'm ready to go for Halloween. One of my favorite times of the year. Um, I didn't even think about dressing up. And I, I have a mask that I got. Man, it was cheap. It was years ago um i think i paid like 10 bucks for it at like walmart and it's a freaky freaky mask and i used to when my kids were younger and taking them trick-or-treating i would put my ghillie suit on and then put this mask on and i went as this character called hunchback bob like he he only came out of the he was only let out of his his shack in the woods and come down off the hill you know one time a year and he you know i'd hobble around and be all goofy and be like, hey, I got corns and bunions on my feet. <laughs> you want to you chew them? You want to chew them? <laughs> but yeah, everybody everybody loved it. And yeah, it sucks. The kids are grown, so I don't get to get go out trick-or-treating and be, be goofy. I would still do it. That's how, like why the show kind of gives me the opportunity to still kind of be a kid and to dress up and have a little fun. And that's what I was going to tell you. Like, essentially, I threw this together because uh, we just, uh, for our Halloween special over at Strange Podcast, uh, we decided to cover, like, witches. Mm. So uh, my co-host uh, is a very skinny fellow. Uh, so, and we, I had uh, recently actually weirdly got married. So we had a bachelor party and all my buddies kept calling him Slenderman. Uh, <laughs> and he's like the main host. And then, so we dressed him up. It looked like dollar store Slenderman. And then, so we were talking about witches. I got this like goofy witch mask. And then on the show, I was like, uh, I was like a uh, ghost face and I look my, made myself look beat up. 
uh, like Ghostface always gets beat up, right? right? But I had this like witch mask, and I was like thinking for your show, since we're kind of doing Halloween stuff, I'll just dress up like a witch. Hell so yeah. I got this, my hippie <laughs> wig out, and then I was like, why not? Just go a little crazy with it. Well, I love it. And uh, man, I'm kind of kicking myself in the ass. I, I I feel like I should go get my mask and put it on, but uh, we'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah, Halloween, man, I, I love this time of year. Uh, there's so many wars and myths and just scary stories that, you know, get passed down through generations that, you know, are rooted in some some form of truth at the, at the end of the day. Um, now, they've gotten a little exaggerated over the years, but I think that's what makes it even more fun because the imagination has been let loose and everybody gets to add to, to you know, the, the story as it is. To- I agree. And, like... There's a, you know, I'm not religious at all, but I know there's truthers in the community, right? The the conspiracy community, whatever you want to call it, that like, you know, see it as like a pagan holiday and you it's a smite against God or whatever they want to believe. But like the whole idea for me is like it is for kids. It is a fun time for them to dress up. And the world is a very dark and disturbing place. Mm-hmm. And so to make light of that darkness and be able to dress up and mock said darkness, I think it is a good thing. And when I was a kid, I loved, I still love Halloween. I love like, you know, I do another podcast where we talk about horror movies and stuff like that. So like I've, I've surrounded myself with that type of lifestyle of loving horror movies and everything dark and disturbing. And this was a, it's for the kids, you know, it's for kids to be able to live a little and have a fun time with their imagination. Absolutely. Whether it's going, being dressed up as like a, a goblin or a ghoul or their, their favorite superhero or, you know, or, or, heck now you know favorite video game uh yeah there for a while when minecraft was big years ago you know oh, yeah. <laughs> you saw Absolutely. kids dressing up as, as characters from minecraft and and just yeah. basically making their own shit out of a cardboard box because <laughs> it didn't That's require the cool thing yeah about making costumes like i was uh one year I was a, a werewolf. I would like to hear if you have any uh, favorite costumes that you've uh, that you've done but or worn, like whatever you liked as a kid. But uh, the one time I wanted to be a werewolf, so my mom like made me a, uh, a like a button up. It was like a suit jacket, but we like cut out pieces of it and added hair to it uh, oh, nice. and all over it. And then we did uh, – I put like hair all over my face with like the glue stuff. And then my mom always remembers because I was very young, um, putting me in the bathtub after and having to get all this shit off my face because it, it was like stuck to me, all the hair and everything. It was pretty cool. Like that's what I liked. Making your own costumes is awesome. Oh hell yeah! Speaking of making your own costumes, I think some of the freakiest costumes out there are from like the '60s, where like if you look at photos oh of people dressed up back then. It's like shit straight out of a fucking horror movie now. And it's like, fuck. Yeah. They're creepy. Those, those like dollar store looking masks that look like half fast painted. And it's kind of cool because now uh, I noticed, uh, I don't I think you guys would have it in the States too. You must. The Spirit of Halloween store. Yeah. Spirit so of Halloween. overseas, they don't have it. Like in Ireland, uh, where my other co host is from, he doesn't, they don't have that. They have a like party city. Uh, but I even noticed that at Spirit Halloween, they were selling like the 80s style Halloween masks, which I was like, that's pretty cool. That is cool. You know, and I think shows like uh, uh, Stranger Things, bringing back that old nostalgia fr- from the 80s, you know, kind of helped I push. I people and, say that. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. Some of my favorite costumes when I, when I was a kid, uh, I went as Teen Wolf uh, a couple times oh, the, from the original movie and what have you. Yeah. Um, when is Freddy Krueger? Really loved Freddy Krueger when, when I was growing up. That that was just fucking I awesome. Still love Freddy Krueger. Hell yeah. Um, trying to think. I, I mean, one memory. I, I I can't even remember what grade I was in. Maybe second, something like that. First or second yeah. grade. I went. I went as a a fucking hobo, a bum. And I remember my mom getting uh like a like a dowel rod basically and i took a handkerchief and put some stuff in it and tied it on the back and i had like this fake cigar and shit you know back when you could do that and yeah, still yeah, go to yeah. school and it's it just fun times you know and, and it's so different dude 
uh, in the way it was. And, and I, that's why I really try to bring it back. Like we're, uh, we left this week, we had, it's been a busy month. So we left the kind of last minute where we did our pumpkins last night where I did like a scary, like Jack layer, like one that was like, looked like he was oozing. And then I did like a skeleton face and I was mm. like doing, I've done like some cool ones where I did uh Pennywise and I've always liked it. You put on a horror movie in the background and you carve your pumpkins. And so we usually try to decorate our house. Cause like there's other towns that do a little bigger. Mm-hmm. I'm in a small town in the middle of nowhere, which I do like. Uh, but, you know, I want kids to have fun with it. So last year I dressed up like a, like a creepy clown and like a, I put on my Michael Myers costume, but then I used a clown mask and a wig instead. And kids liked it and we decorated the house nice. And that's what I want to do is kind of like add the scary aspect of it, but make it cool. Like this is what it's about is just having a little fun with it. It's all pretend uh, kind of thing, right? And I, I was going to tell you that I remember dressing up and people thought this was for my age interesting is me and my buddy did Wayne and Garth. Oh and nice. Like people in their like, you know, 30s, 40s that were like, how do you guys know about this movie? And we're like 10. Yeah. And it was fun. It looked very funny too. And party on Wayne, party on Garth. Yeah, party on. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, for me Halloween um as a kid, man, you, you couldn't wait. You couldn't wait going door to door and getting the candy and you always got bummed out. You you always had that one house that you, you, you went up and knocked on and they were giving out fruit. And it's like, I don't want fruit. I get fruit all year. I want fucking candy. You know what I mean? It's like, you get razor blades in it. Yeah. It's like, no, give me the good shit. And then you go, go home and, you know, you're pouring it out on the floor and looking at your stash and separating everything. And, you know, I don't know. It's just good old times. It, it's so funny because, like, as I'm like getting older, and you know, the next step is for me to kind of become a parent. I'm always like, I don't want my kids to be addicted to sugar because I think it's like it, it's more addictive than cocaine, stuff like that. Mm. But they still need to like you gotta separate that and still have the fun and aspect of the the holiday, right? Right. And like, it's just funny you speaking about like you know being able to have a cigar and the way it it was different back in the day. It sounds crazy because this is like early, early 2000s. Like I was in maybe 2000, like two or three when I was like a 12 or something. Right. Um, I knew a, a kid from my school. Like he was a, I used to be his friend. Then we grew, grew, and grew apart, whatever. And um, he, he was a black guy for Halloween. He's a white kid oh. and he did blackface and dressed like a gangster would. And uh, it's just funny that we thought it was like, oh, that's that's a little bad. But it wasn't like what people would people would probably freak. Oh, big time, big time. Freak out. And the kid's like 12. He just thought it was funny. Right. So. (laughs) Yeah. You go as blackface now and and you're going to get some heat. I mean, didn't didn't Trudeau go as blackface? Yes. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was like, my crime minister. Uh, dresses up in all sorts of costumes and and then calls other people racist. Right, <laughs> it's crazy. My country's going to hell. <laughs> oh, the, aren't they all? <laughs> well, um, what favorite uh, horror movie do you like? You said you you have another so, podcast with with horror movies. Film, yeah. In. I love uh, cinema, right? So I got the opportunity where um, I became friends with my buddy Aaron out in Ireland and he was doing this show called class Horrorcast, mm-hmm. and he was interviewing like, you know, makeup artists and, and people that were involved with horror movies. And then, so we started kind of becoming maybe like, uh, we wanted more or less target becoming more of like the deep dive, uh, horror podcast kind of thing. So we've done like deep dives on Ghostface, uh, you know, the scream franchise and nightmare on Elm street. We did two parts um, we're not even done yet because we did one through three and then uh, four, five, six. And uh, each one was like two hours, three hours. So we oh, wow. really dived into that and we dressed up as him because that was always my favorite thing was slasher films. Love slasher killers. Love like Friday 13th because it's kind of goofy and I kind of like that it's campy and why I liked Freddy Krueger is because we even talked about it on the show we're like you kind of feel like he, even though he's a child murderer you feel like it could be friends with him right that he like you know he, he jokes around and he's the only sl- one of the only slasher killers to like speak other than maybe like leprechaun or stuff like that right uh-huh. but he speaks and he would taunt the victim and haunt you in your dreams and honestly as a as a kid you're like in your first game of horror movies you kind of think it's cool yeah yeah, the Friday or the Freddy franchise. Like when you watched it as a kid, I mean, the aspect of him coming through 
and haunting you in your dreams. I mean, that was like so real because you were like afraid to go to sleep. What if I have a bad dream? What if Freddy shows up? What if Freddy kills me in my sleep? You know, great concept. I loved it. And, you know, as you, as you get older and watch them, you're obviously not as scared and you appreciate it and, okay. and what have you. But, the, you know, the first time you're watching, you're just like, holy shit, scared shitless. Like, this could really happen. Yeah. And like you said, he talks and it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> that's one of my favorite. Like, that's probably the first horror movie that I actually really saw. I was like eight and my brother's older. So he's, I was at one of uh, his friend's house and they had it on. And I remember just being entranced by it. And like, even at a point where my mom thought it was affecting my mental health, how much I like loved horror <laughs> movies and stuff. And I even like at some point they took them away from me on my VHS tapes. And I was like pissed about it. But one movie that I remember actually gave me nightmares and like, I'm, I'm sure there's others, but was uh, sleepy hollow uh, with Johnny Depp. Oh, right. That shit freaked me out just cause like it was very, the way they filmed, it was very dark, mm-hmm. and creepy. And then you're, you're in this town in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by a cornfield and uh you know it's that one got me i remember not being able to sleep thinking about the headless horseman coming after me nice i forgot about that movie that was a good movie um and and that whole tale around um the headless horseman and and sleepy hollow and shit you know just fun times yeah and you know you get up in in that part of uh the united states uh there's so much history with with witches and and you know yeah. all that and it's like man you know it, they really women women were getting burned for not for thinking like you had a thought oh you're a you witch thought, we're gonna, we're gonna. <laughs> it, 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 it is cool because it's like that's why i love talking about halloween and doing anything to do with this holiday it should you know we christmas is all this like they start putting christmas shit out in october the we Halloween should be a day off. I don't care what people say. It should be like an actual holiday, but you're like a lot of people do like 30 for 30. I would love to do that shit where you watch 30 horror movies, you watch a horror movie a day. It is so hard though. If you like, you think it's all easy. just watching a movie you know, every day, but it gets like, you can't keep up with it. There's no way. No, no. It, especially when you're an adult and you, you got to work and, and life is, know. you know, in, in your face every day coming home and maybe having a time to watch an hour program sometimes is even even hard you know what i mean so yeah when you're tired out the yeah. grind of the system man they want you constantly consumed trying to get to that next paycheck right yep. what is uh what do you what what, what is your go-to like movie to watch or movies to watch around october um oh man i don't really have a an actual go-to uh, yeah. I just whatever I'm feeling because I I like so many different ones. Like this year, I was kind of a little bit more focused on The Exorcist. You know, we uh, the yeah, wife yeah. and I went to the movie theaters to to see the the new release. Um, did you did you like it? I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard some things. I I appreciated it. Um, oh, okay. uh, some people I think you'll you'll really like it. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a little slow, but the first one was slow too. Um, and in fact, 100%. when when we got home that night, we actually went and yeah, it's funny because now the new ones in the in the theaters, you have to rent the old the original now, even though it was free last yeah. month or whatever. But we watched the well, original, I know, I know. and and watching the original after watch, watching the first one, I would recommend watch the original, then go see the new one. It's a it's a different it's a different story, but yeah. there's so many similarities. And when I say you appreciate the the aspect of it, in the beginning of the new movie, okay, uh, they're down in Haiti or whatever the the, the couple, and yeah, voodoo. Yep, the voodoo, mm-hmm. and the camera opens up and there's dogs fighting. You know, not like like pit fighting, but just like fighting and playing. On, on like the beach I'm like man that that seems really fucking familiar and it wasn't until we got home and I watched the the new one or the 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 original the guy's over in uh the desert somewhere and he uncovers that trinket and yeah, yeah. he's looking at it and then the camera pans it's off like into the desert Iraq or something yeah and yeah. there's two dogs fighting in the sand and they yeah. t- they take those subtle little um things that you wouldn't normally like pay homage to but they did that in the new one and i was just like that really good movie the way the way he directed it the way it was done 
it, it was it was yeah, really yeah. i i, I want to like his my co-host has seen it and he said that um he liked aspects of it but there was moments that were cringy and i'm like sure that that is true uh because they always try to go uh, above and beyond like blumhouse i will say ruined michael myers for me just because of halloween ends i didn't even finish it because i thought it was uh what the direction it was going was not good but i put faith that they're in a lot of the horror realm in the world and i said this uh, on the horror podcast with you was like you get what you get you kind of have to appreciate it for what it is mm-hmm. um and it's cool because recently um we watched the original exorcist and we did it um at my like fiance's dad or like she i guess she's my wife now uh because the weddings happened and so <laughs> we went and we he has this like kind of man cave uh detachment from the house or whatever and we the it's got a bar stuff and a pool table so we like i was able to smoke cigars smoke my joints have a drink of scotch and like enjoy watching the movie and it's a little slow but once you get like a couple drinks and you're like oh and it's it's one of those cursed films too it's kind of freaky uh there is people that died on set um linda blair broke her back uh-huh. uh, about the scene where she's thrashing around in the bed so it is it is creepy because it's one of those it, the original exorcist one of those films that sent shockwaves through uh you know the social subconscious and people were freaked out and people were going to the theaters and thought they were cursed after and obviously you have all these religious groups that are protesting against it and it is kind of yeah and you see that happen and the culture changed after that movie oh too. big time uh that was i mean that was really the first scary fucking movie like it really yeah. got into people's heads i mean there was even reports of people puking in in the theater and getting yeah, sick yeah. and you know running out because they were so scared i didn't obviously i wasn't alive when when it was in theaters you know it came out you know it's 50 year anniversary i'm you know, i wasn't even a thought then you know i was like four years yeah. before i was even born but to to hear those tales and then you know i watched it when i was you know probably a teenager or whatever and you know now i'm comparing like 90s uh cinematography to back then and i'm like how could people be scared you know like the the special effects weren't even that great it wasn't necessarily about the special effects it was the fucking the 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 fear that it instilled in you like this person's possessed this could happen and you know the the whole fuck me fuck me (laughs) i'm just like man yeah and getting fucked by the crucifix yeah and then her throat's all like bulging out and shit it was really good now i did watch i think they did a remake of it and it that one was okay it i don't know i think they got a little cheesy with it when she was doing the reverse spider walk down the steps and all that shit but i don't know it, it the new one pay, pays good good homage to to the original. That's good. Yeah, because there was uh, the Exorcism of Emily Rose, which was when I was kind of growing up. That came oh. when it came out, and it freaked us out in a big way. Well, we when I started using the Ouija board when I was like uh, 11, um, 12, we were we called upon Emily Rose because we thought that she was a real person, but it's actually based on somebody else. And then the weird thing is the Ouija board. I'm telling us that it was someone who died in a couple cities over. Uh, from us and that we called upon a name but it wasn't the name from the movie because that person never existed because they changed names around something Mm -hmm. like that but it it freaked us out and got us like getting into the the using the ouija board to kind of scare ourselves and and all that stuff and i feel like it was a different time period when that the original came out too because like if you think about it like people people were freaked out when the king kong movie came out in the 40s yeah and it looks fucking stupid now it (laughs) looks like so dumb like claymation and shit right but back then people were actually freaked out about that movie yeah i mean and that was like leading technology you know back then you know i mean just going to a movie and seeing that you know oh my god a giant fucking gorilla and you know (laughs) climbing a building the empire state building and shit (laughs) like that uh, speaking of exorcism of Emily Rose, that was a really good movie because that one did kind of freak me out too. Yeah. Um, just the way the you know she was contorting and and stuff like that. I, I guess it's my favorite, yeah. Of my favorite genre, I guess, of scary movies is like exorc- exorcist type movies. You know where you know you have yeah. that possession or you know a demon attachment. You know shit like that. 
I because it could be real. It could be real, and I think that's that's what gets everybody like you know because like with Michael Myers and stuff like that, the concept's great, but I mean, yeah. it's like how many times are you going to kill him and he not and he just doesn't die and he keeps coming back, but like a demon, you know, like holy shit, you know, I don't uh, know a, a force energies a dark energy beyond our physical capacity of understanding you know like that's why people get freaked out a bit because it could be real and coming for someone like i've messed around with the ouija board i've seen shadow people and stuff like that it's just i couldn't imagine what that'd be like and that's like those like like the original conjuring fucking amazing like they get Mm. dumber as they go and they add too much where i'm always like you don't need to add as much as you do and you're showing too much but the original conjuring and, and the original insidious both very good movies both very play on the fact of having something an unseen force attached to your uh, child or someone that you love and then you don't know how to go about battling an, a force that you cannot see you right know? yeah um shit uh, like uh, one one movie that i really liked as well um was the amityville horror now yeah there's a lot of speculation that that's been all debunked over the years, yeah. which kind of bums me out because like that was a really fucking freaky story. You know what I mean? Like kid, they move in, kid gets possessed, fucking kills his whole family. And you know, the house, you know, they even kind of, they, I think they even changed the address, the the number address of the house. Yeah. So people would stop going there. But you know, when you get into these, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm if I'm putting on a, t- like TV show to sit there and watch. I, I'm a sucker for Discovery Plus, and I go right to like yeah, me too. M- uh, my haunted house or these woods are haunted. You know, shit like I I eat that shit up all day, every day, and it, it's we're a, really into Jack Osborne show because I love yes, Jack Osborne. Yes, and he has Jason Mewes and Jamie Kennedy, and it's funny because I uh, he had him on a recent one. I I both really love those dudes, like especially Jamie Kennedy. He spoke out against a lot of shit. Yeah. makes fun of a lot of stuff that's going on in the world and you know it's, uh, there's some of these celebrities that are kind of like we're like you know B or C whatever list celebrities that uh, seen some shit know some shit and choose to speak out against it that's why I kind of like give credence to that and Jack Osborne seems kind of legit like a normal kind of person considering what he grew up around mm-hmm. um, but he did like I used to watch Ghost Adventures a lot but Zach Baggins is an <sighs> actor you can tell that he's acting it up and shit and I'm Zach Baggins, and this is Ghost Adventures. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I can't pass a mirror or a window that I can't see myself and admire my body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so <laughs> weird. And I'll still kind of watch it, but even I want to watch the other night, my wife's like, no. Yeah. We, let's watch Jack's show. This show's too dumb. Yeah. Jack, Jack, I like his shows, you know, and the way he investigates and... and, and Seems realer. Yeah, a lot more real. The new one of the newest ones that I um I watched to his, he went back to his childhood home uh in England, and yeah. that that was good. And he's like, man, I kept on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. You know, having memories of this, and then the psychic kind of came in, and you know, he said, "Yeah, there's this figure and does this," and it's like, dude, how how do you even want to even remotely sleep there? Like, get the fuck out! No, <laughs> and like, uh-uh. I'm fascinated by that stuff too, though. Like, is the idea of the unseen figuring out what it is? Um, but like, you know, I'm a avid consumer of mushrooms, and there's been times there's 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 a have you ever seen the movie The Witch? 
If you haven't, you no. need to watch it. It's one of the best witch movies to exist. And it's the whole idea of like, it's set up like this family kind of gets banished from their settlement to um, live in the woods by themselves and uh, a baby goes missing and then all hell breaks loose. So I watched it outside. This is what I like doing uh, is what we have a projector. So we either have a fire or we set up our uh, cushions and stuff like that. And we'll watch a movie outside. And usually I will do it like, very high on mushrooms, which people are like, how the fuck do you do that, man? I've watched many horror movies on uh, outside tripping balls. And um, I uh, I watched that movie, and then afterwards, like, I never even told my wife about it at the time, but I was, like, freaking out in my head because about the use of the Ouija board and um, all the, you know, constantly trying to contact things from outside realm, and it made me think about how long this is kind of, the, like, this witchcraft that has existed in our society and probably persists to this day of these occult magic rituals and satanic shit and how deep that really goes and how connected everybody really is to that and then i was like did i open a door and i <laughs> cursed myself because i had a after i started using the ouija board a lot my life kind of went downhill and shit so right. like, did i do that and then you start to overanalyze because you're also like on a different state of consciousness right yeah <laughs> very well but there could be some truth to that. You know, I, I played with Ouija boards when, when I was younger. I uh, didn't have the greatest experiences and quit. I, you know, I had an attachment for a little while. I won't I won't touch them anymore. I, I like hearing stories of touch a long time. people using them, but me, I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not playing with one again, ever again. Like my, I remember as a kid, one summer I went out and I was visiting my, my father and stuff. And I spent, I think, close to a week with my aunt and uncle uh, out in Wyoming, and they, they were working uh, a thousand-acre ranch at the time. Well, I would sit there, me and my cousin, you know, my aunt would pull out the Ouija board, put it on her lap. She wouldn't even have her hands on the the device or whatever. I forget what it's called. And it's it would, shit. yeah, it, it would it would move. She would ask questions. It would move on its own. And That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Sound mind telling these stories like I uh, when I was a kid, I was a uh, therapist, and I was like sixteen, I think. Like I like lived a very up and down type of life, and was in and out of like youth jail just to be a stupid kid, right? But going too far uh, down the other direction. And uh, this guy tried to really relate to me, and he would like uh, I was a big fan of Immoral Technique, which is a very outspoken rapper and stuff like that. And he would download his albums and do stuff like that, where it's kind of cool. But it, I remember I was getting into like the Ouija board stuff, and I was still using it at 16 or 17 um i feel like i may have told the story before but i had an aunt that was like jamaican and she told me not to use it because she used it in jamaica and it like uh she wouldn't eat or sleep and it consumed her and she's like never use it by yourself and then so when i came home i started using it by myself just to test myself because i feel like i was brave enough and i remember the i told my therapist kind of about this stuff i was a kid like how i would use ouija boards mm -hmm. and he told me that when he was in toronto he had an apartment with his one girlfriend and they had a ouija board that would move by itself they would have to put their hands on it and then it his apartment essentially got haunted and they would walk in and there would be like cupboards slamming open and close and all this stuff and you know he told me like personal stories about himself and i'm like i would i've used a lot of occult magic shit and that shit would freak me out dude yeah yeah not i've never seen a door slam or anything like that that's wild yeah um i've i've kind of experienced that once um it was my mom's old house and it was not long after I got out of the military, I came home, you know, I was living there until I could, you know, find a place, get a job, do, you know, the whole nine yards. And, uh, I was sleeping upstairs in the bedroom and in the middle of the night, like we didn't like it, there was no windows open or nothing. And next thing you know, the bedroom door opens and slams like three times ago, wham, wham, wham. And we're like, what the fuck? And sometimes you'd be down like in the basement and cause that's, a, I eventually set up like a, a room down there for, for myself to, to sleep or whatever. I'd be there alone and I could, I, I could hear people like footsteps, like walking upstairs. And I'm like, man, this, there's something about this house is fucking freaky. It's just off. Man, and that's why I love haunting stuff. And I would like to, like, I've said this t for the show. Like, you know, everyone doing, unless you're doing it full time, it is very hard to do so much 
that you kind of want to do with your shows because everyone's working and stuff like that. I would love to do more of the filming and going into haunted locations, but then it always costs money because you have to rent the room or the hotel or whatever. And even um, the night of uh, my wedding or whatever, we went to this old hotel in this small town near us. And it's funny because someone recently um, that like does like they go around different places and discover if it's haunted. They went there recently and, and said, yeah, like there's for sure we got in contact with something and it was just this old school room. And it just was like, we're on the top floor, like the, with the suite or whatever. And it was just, just freaky, a little uh, fireplace, like a, a Victorian, you call it mm-hmm. a Victorian slut couch. Yeah. Like just like, you know, and it was just, it's just freaky. This idea that these things can like lay dormant in, in or residual energies or intelligent energies. And, you know, even we stayed at a one place. Um, we, uh, my my wife used to uh, house sit for this uh, this couple, and it always freaked us out. They had a blind dog and a dog I could see. Like there was like they had two dogs were taken care of, and the one blind dog used to bark at nothing. And then there was times we swear we heard voices in the basement. Mm. And we go down the basement. It's like one of those like you walk in. It's kind of like half a basement, and then it's got that dip down roof where you have to like crouch down, and it's just weird down there. And like we go down there, no nothing would be down there. We like it, it, it sounded like people were fighting, mm. arguing, and it was the weird. It freaked us out. Uh, that place though always scared the shit out of me, man. It had like big open windows to the back that faced a cornfield, and you always just think about maybe someone watching through the window or something. And it was just, yeah, spooky place, man. I remember as a kid, um, I don't know if I, I, I don't, I might have been on, I, w- I was on the couch. But I don't think I was like yeah. paying attention to the movie. My, I think that my parents had a uh, uh, Children of the Corn on, and it was like on HBO or something like that back back then. And we we, we had a cat, and you know, it went outside and what have you. No big deal. Well, the window that was behind us, that house, um, it wasn't like ground level. Like you, you, it was like probably a good ten feet up, you know, off, off the ground. Yeah. Well, we're we're watching this. My parents have friends over or whatever, and you know they're they're adults. They were drinking or doing you know adult things or whatever, and sitting there. And next thing you know, my cat jumps through this window with a fucking bat in its mouth, oh. and it was alive still. Like it, she didn't fully kill it, and it's flopping around and freaking everybody out. And it's like you picked of all times while you're watching children of the corn to fucking jump through this fu- oh, up high so freaky. with a fucking bat in your mouth. I mean, it freaked everybody out. I was, I, my mom was screaming at her friends were screaming. Uh, I'm screaming. Cause you know, the adults are freaking out and I'm a kid. Yeah. You're supposed to be keeping me safe. I've seen uh cats get rats, but man, that would be scary as shit, man. To yeah. See a bat. And, and it's funny. Cause like, I don't know if you, if you haven't seen it yet, the new children of the corn movie is great. They did a very good job. Um, I actually was really impressed by it. Um, I think it's on Prime or whatever. It's uh, yeah, it's Shutter. That's on. It's great actually. I really liked it. And the whole idea of like how, you know, what's the scare? Like scare. I mean, we always see scary adults, but scary kids is always a freaky thing. I'm Ooh. sure for most people, like, like the, the black eyed children. Those movies. Yes. I like that. Like, that's a freaky thing. The whole vampire lore of these kids coming to your door. Like we, it's funny cause we covered it almost twice at the very beginning of the podcast when we were just getting absolutely liquored up mm-hmm. and just shooting the shit and where this podcast kind of started or whatever. But then we decided to redo it. We call it strange brew redo to actually like go back and do it in depth. And it is just a strange case cause people truly believe that they see these kids yeah. and it would be frightening. You know, you, it, it, it's a, what you suppose to be demons or reptilians or eat dark energies, whatever take form in because they're innocent to the average person. So they can manipulate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they have to be invited in and, and it's yes. just the whole thing behind it. You know, it's just these weird kids. They don't really say anything that, you know, just appear out of nowhere. I think that there's something deep about the whole idea of the vampire lore and the lore of like having to invite something in 
uh, is throughout all history and many folklore tales and stuff like that of like inviting some sort of dark force in. And that's why even if you think about the way the world is and the state that it's in, it's like if if they're showing us all out in the open what is going on and all these horrific things, and then when we look at it and we don't do anything about it, our silence is compliance. That's what it seems like to me of like all these things of them using real magic practices to influence society and shit. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever had any uh, like encounters of any t- type? You know, after playing with the Ouija board and other than like um, you know, so, other yeah, than the house. That famous but. story. Yeah, I that uh, the famous story. I, I don't know if I told you on the first episode about my uh, when I got when I saw shadow people. Yeah, I don't, the, I don't, yeah. Yeah, I might. I don't. I think I might have told you it. So I. I've seen things. So when I started using the Ouija board, I would see weird things. Like, um, we, we, my friend, uh, was native. So he had the darkest skin. So we had them. We we're like, can you scratch, uh, his name is Holden's. Can you scratch Holden's arm? And then he would lift up a shirt and there's like, all these white marks. That shit was weird. Uh, I actually had, <laughs> I had a friend Damn. called Hitler and we don't know if he was fucking with us. Cause we were young. We were like grade six or seven. And he's going, it's going hail, hail, hail. Uh, uh, and he was doing it very fast. Or I'm like, I don't know how he could commu- compute that in his brain to do it as fast as he did it. And it was freaky. There's stuff like that. Um, I've seen like light bulbs like blow up or whatever, like the the thing in the middle just like crack and shit, yeah. which is weird. Um, but <clears throat> years later, after I used the Ouija board a lot, I was in Cuba. Uh, and then I'm drinking all week. So it's lowering your energies and stuff like that. And, and like I said, the, you know, there's, if you look up what uh, alcohol is, it's alcohol, which means the body eating spirit, uh, or it's called spirits in general, mm-hmm. right? So, and they think that you, things can take hold of you during, uh, you know, if you're low vibration. So I had a good time in Cuba, but then the last day, the weirdest thing, these fucking weird Russians uh, kept like being like, oh, you crazy Canadians. And I'd wear a bandana and they'd rub the top of my head. It was fucking weird. Mm-hmm. And then so the last day, my cousin's cousin was there, but he's like my buddy. He's actually like my friend or whatever. Uh, we're all drinking, and then this uh, he, this Russian guy goes up behind him. This is like a I'll break down the story very quickly, but then he says, "You're not that good looking, but you have beautiful balls." And my fucking buddy was wearing just like basketball shorts. The Russian grabbed his nuts and just pulled on them. So then everyone's like, "Oh, your buddy's down." And then this whole scene breaks out where we're freaking out. The Russian guys were gone. Everyone's drunk and like, I'm like, "Where the who the where the fuck are these guys?" And then there's other Canadians there. They're telling the them to kick us out but we've been cool with the security guard so he was defending us and like all this shit breaks out so it's all this negative kind of energy right and right. we're all drunk and then so I go to the bar my cousin's got like shots lined up in front of him because he's pissed off because they had to take uh, my buddy Mike uh, to the hospital um, because the, because of this the event that happened, especially in Cuba, would be freaky. So like all these bad things were happening. Then on the last day, Mike's pissed, so he proceeds to get uh, drunk before the flight. Gets so drunk that something like takes hold of him. I've known this kid for a long time and seen him drunk a bunch of times. Never saw something like this happen. He was wearing just pajama pants, no shoes, no socks, no shirt, and he was in the middle of a Cuban airport and he started like chewing his own toenails and shit. What? Like, disturbing stuff I've never seen anyone drunk do so and there's always this low vibration it was very weird he was like falling all over the place and the airport tried to like uh, induce him to throw up they gave him a needle so he'd throw up with the alcohol they tried to give him water but he was too far gone and then so when we're leaving they're trying to help him and he spat in the uh, the ambassador's face for Canada really bad (laughs) shit and then as I'm leaving he's saying fuck Castro fuck Cuba and I'm like oh my god he's gonna go into a Cuban jail and I'll never see him again and this whole event I'm 19 man I'm so I'm young and I'm dumb and like I'm like I'm I'm but at the time I was like reading David Icke and stuff so I, on the play ride home, I was just thinking about where Mike was and how he was trapped in Cuba and how I was going home. And then the time I got home, it's like, I don't know, 1 a.m. or some shit. My uh, my wife, my girlfriend at the time, whatever, she was there and surprised me. And then I just broke down. I'm like, Mike's in Cuba. He was saying some crazy shit. And I want people to understand that weed is not a hallucinogen in any means, but I smoked weed for the first time in a week. And everything, it's like my, it like, it like, 
cued into my vibration. And all of a sudden, everything was kind of slow. And I was like, this is weird. Like, I feel like everything's slower than it, it usually is. And then we just like hung out and watched like a movie. And then we went to bed. And as I started laying down, uh, I kept seeing these shadow people like lean over me and mm. look at me and it scared the living shit out of me and, I, and every time i close my eyes i would think about where i am on like a world map and where mike is in cuba and how he's like we're separated and after drinking all week you're like low vibration and like that's what i said i i was only a little stone people i said people like what were you on drugs and i'm like no like i was pretty much sober and then so i see all these like dark figures leaning over me but it felt like sleep paralysis so every time i close my eyes i kept getting stuck in my body where they they say when you're about to go into a astral projection, you hear the sounds of like rushing jet engines or this rushing sound. I heard that. And I kept feeling like I was, these things, these beings, these entities, whatever they were, were trying to rip my soul out of my body. And so I was stuck where I've never had sleep paralysis before. And I was stuck or I couldn't move and I'd have to go and like rip myself out of it. And my girlfriend was beside me didn't know what the hell was going on with me and i was like i can't sleep i keep seeing these like dark things and she's like no just go to sleep you're fine um she didn't see what i saw i was at such a low vibration and i I never had sleep paralysis i was stuck in my body with my eyes open trying to move and couldn't move and i would see like maybe six seven figures like lean over me that's why because i always tell the story because it made me realize that there's stuff outside of our eyesight so the craziest part of it was i sat up and i was like i gotta i gotta get out of this room for a second and i walked towards the washroom and i walked towards my door and there was i was wide awake and there was a seven foot tall shadow creature that to me would look like like a bald kind of reptilian looking strong creature with long fingernails and i always attribute to like if you see the original insidious movie and this is before that movie ever came out was like this thing was like had like claws and shit like nothing that points to the kid in bed mm-hmm. it kind of looked like that but like bald and it looked down at me i looked up and this thing was taller like in my doorway and this thing looked down at me i grabbed my door handle through like what this this dark matter and then ripped off my door went to the washroom turned on the light and then started freaking out and i was like and i'm like and i've been reading david Icke and stuff already at this point i'm like you know what these are they're trying to exhume your energy you need to just be calm and i will never forget that night i didn't sleep until the sun came up and i people are like you know maybe you're over exaggerating i was like no i saw what i saw i know what i saw and i was sober and i was wide awake and saw this thing standing in my doorway and that forever has changed me and i know for a fact at least in my perspective, that there is there is something else beyond this reality. Oh, totally. Uh, going back to that summer that I was out with my uh, dad and spent the week with my my aunt and uncle and my cousins. My yeah. uh, my cousin and I. Now they had a out in like Wyoming. They had like bunk houses, you know, for the hired hands or whatever that they could stay in. Well, it was kind yeah. of the off season, and they didn't have any hired hands. But me and my my cousin, we set up a tent uh, tent in in the one pasture, and there was a creek that kind of ran by it. So we, we set up a tent. We were going to camp out, you know, you know, kids doing kids things, you know. And in the middle of the night, I I've told this story um, on on the show. I actually had my cousin on the show, and we kind of talked about it. And cool. in the middle of the night, we heard what we thought were horses running, and the only horse that was on, on, on this ranch was in the barn. Right. And it was like a herd of horses. We open up the tent. Cause we're like, what the heck? And we open it up, we look out and we see this like glowing horse. Like it was just like glowing and running and it freaked us the fuck out. We were like, what the fuck? So we, we get out, we jump out, jump on the four wheeler and take off up and up to the bunkhouse. So we get in the bunkhouse and, uh, we're sitting there, you know, kind of gathering our thoughts and like, you know, what the hell was that? And I'm like, I don't know, you know, yeah. whatever. So we each get in a, in a bed and, um, we turn the lights off. We're going to go to sleep or whatever. And I'm staring at the doorway and I look at my cousin. I'm like, do you see that? And he rolls over and he goes, you mean the, the, the shadowy man with the long dusty trench coat and uh like a cowboy hat it was like a, it was almost like a hat man but like a shadow figure yeah. right and i'm like yeah and, and we're just like frozen in fear and it 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 left um 
we I believe we went into the the house house after that and yeah. fast forward to I want to say last right around last year right, right around Christmas I was talking with my brother and I was telling him this story and uh, he goes you know what you encountered right and I'm like no a, a ghost you know whatever just he goes that was a skinwalker and I'm like oh I didn't I didn't even like go down that path and he's like yeah he's like uh I was like most people don't survive skinwalker sightings or, or stuff like that he goes no no some do he goes let me guess you see uh shadow movement or things move that you think catch out of your corner of your eyes all the time don't you I said oh almost daily I said and I, I told him at that time I said the freakiest thing that's been going on since we moved in this house you know five years ago i'll be sitting on the couch watching tv and i'll see what i think is a face peek around the corner of the hallway and as soon as i look up it it pops its, its head back and i'm like he's like yeah that that's the skinwalker that's the energy uh still watching you i'm like get the fuck out of here so <laughs> i don't it's i can't scary. it is scary i don't know how much truth there is to it being a yeah. skinwalker but that was his interpretation of yeah. But I mean, it I, I see it all the you time. Saw the horse at first, and then and and we have yet to like dive into that on uh, on Strange Brew. I want to do it eventually, but I want to do it justice and yeah. have a little fun with it, right? Because we try to do everything on like a dark comedy angle, so it's not so scary and disturbing or fucking negative. Um, but it is freaky that you did see a horse first, and then something seemed to have followed you, uh, and. And it, we, who knows if it's like a residual energy where it's something that's stuck there and it's replaying some moment in history um, or is it an intelligent spirit like a skinwalker, uh, you know, that's able to like pick up on your energy. And I don't know, because it's hard to tell when any of these events, because nobody we just put labels on things this is what the indigenous thought they saw and did. Right. And mm-hmm. then, but who really knows what those energies actually are until we're probably dead or whatever. But the skinwalker one, I, I do that where I stay up a little late and, and I'm in bed and I'm watching like YouTube videos or, you know, or even some TikToks have some, like some spooky footage and stuff like that. I have like some skinwalker shits been popping up my feed recently. And it, it's freaky, like dogs that like kind of like look like they're human kind of mm-hmm. and the way that they're acting and sitting or like it's so bizarre. Yeah. It's like the think that something is attached in your animal is freaky. Very freaky because especially with dogs, I mean, they're, they're supposed to be your best friend. You know what I mean? Like now oh. the, I have a big mastiff and then my other dog's a coonhound. Now he's funny because he, he he'll do this every now and again and I, I don't think it's anything paranormal uh, paranormal but he'll the way he'll sit on the couch sometimes he'll he'll sit like like normal and but then he'll like lean back and like his his like front legs kind of come up he sits there like he's like almost like al bundy watching tv and he'll just like look it's like the most human yeah, thing so that he weird. does and, and oh, he's yeah. just like you know chilling or whatever he doesn't stay there for very long but it's just funny as shit but like did you have you ever heard about this woman uh taught her dog to speak with buttons so it's like, I am dog or whatever. Like, it says stuff, right? Yeah. And uh, so it's got more and more intelligent where it used to be like, well, you know, walk, walk or whatever. And then be like, food, food. And it would tell her. And it supposed we got so intelligent that it keeps looking. They have a mirror uh, by all these buttons that make sounds like they say words. And then it keeps being like, dog, why? Dog, why? Like, why is it a dog? And as, as, it, lo- as it looks at itself in the mirror. So in its, in its consciousness or whatever, it believes that like it might be someone that incarnated as an animal. And then obviously as you incarnate, you forget these things in your past lives, but they could have been a human. That's what I would, this is what I assume. Right. If it, there's on any truth to this is that it probably inca- it was a human and incarnated either fast or it erases all acknowledgement of past lives. So then you were like, look at yourself and you're like, this is what I don't remember my, this is not what I remember myself as last time, last life mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. It's still stuck in your head, but it's fucking weird, man. you like, <laughs> why dog? Why dog? As it's like looking at itself. Did you see the newest? Uh, it might even be the same dog. Um, it was a, a video floating around uh, just a couple weeks ago where this dog was talking with the, the, the sound buttons. And yeah. it was, uh, it kept on saying like grandfather or something. Like it saw 
the the lady's dad who had passed away and it was like freaking her the fuck out Dude. yeah i was like i feel like all the reincarnation like past live shit is always freaky when kids are like said that's me and it's like pointing to a picture of his grandfather that's now has been dead before he was born or mm-hmm. or stuff like that right and i i think that holds some truth to it you know and that's why everyone's kind of getting like the whole the whole point of being uh you know especially in the today's world rather than trying to be controlled and especially information the way we speak and stuff but like the whole idea of conspiracies or being in part of the truth or movement or whatever is supposed to be kind of fun mm-hmm. and people are try- people are taking the fucking fun out of it making everything so goddamn serious man and it's just like let's just have fun with this nobody knows nobody's gonna know and that's what the whole idea that I don't like about some of the aspects of that community is people think they're better than the mm-hmm. other or whatever or I'm more I'm smarter than you and and the Grace flaw that an intelligent person can have is to think that they're smarter than everybody else. Right. Yeah. Uh, Ryan and I talk about that all the time on, on our new show that we do, you know, we're like, come on, have fun. Conspiracies are supposed to be fun. Like look into them. Don't, don't take everything so fucking serious. Don't take, you know, Lee, that's why you got into it in the first place because it was fun and it was exciting for you. Like keep that. And like you said, that's where it's supposed to be. Yeah. And these People out here in certain shows are just like, you know, they're like way too serious. I'm better than you now because I've done yeah. X amount of episodes and I've talked to X amount of people and, and I know. Well, no, no, you don't. Yeah, you know, know, keep yourself humble. I'm the top of this. I'm the top of that. And that's like, and that's what's wrong with uh, a lot of that community. Instead of working together, people get like uh, bitter and angry and stuff like that. And But like, it's the whole idea of like what, you know, what before ever I found out about conspiracies or and even like, you know, true crime always got my goat a little bit, but it was always paranormal stuff. Like that's mm-hmm. where it started of my um, questioning stuff. You know, my grandma gave me a Ouija board when I was fairly young. And then I was like already watching scary movies and be like, you know, I want to know if there's anything else out there. That was always my first love was like the paranormal. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, did it freak me out as a kid? Mm-hmm. Does yeah. it freak me out now? Yeah. Uh, certain yeah. times, you know, I, I've had different different encounters and and what have you but i wouldn't change it for the world you know what i mean like that they kind of help mold who i am today and you know my my way of thinking but yeah that's everyone should question everything right i even question myself and my own beliefs and what i think and people are so set in their ways or they watch a couple videos and then they think that that's like the uh, inherent truth or whatever right it's just like the whole idea is just to be to question every aspect right no one's really gonna know until you're dead like that's why i always say to people i'm like you're not gonna nobody knows shit everyone thinks they know shit or like you know you we before i came on to your show uh we were diving into the idea of like the predictions of world war three and freemason like freemason rituals and stuff like that and like they all think they're better than everybody else because they're part of the secret brotherhood but like to me then they get caught up in their own propaganda Mm -hmm. shit too everyone's been manipulated Everyone should just have fun with this shit and question, you know? Yeah. Not be so divided. Everyone's so divided right now. It's I, like, Jesus Christ, people. I have I have to I have to have my own little mountain to stand on. This is me. Shut the fuck up. Like <laughs> have fun it's with crazy. life. It's crazy. So what's like? What's your favorite aspect? Uh, favorite aspect of uh, Halloween? Like it is kind of funny. That some of that I was gonna say earlier. Like some of the history of it is. Where do I start? Bad shit, what you read in the covenant is cap. I was bred by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Another sapien that's on the globe. Lost cold, looking for the direction, but don't nobody know. The only bit of insight that they ever sold me, I've been start to find out, doesn't really hold. Every highfalutin piece of shit hidden in a tie, high motives to align goals. Cheating on your wife, my ties at the ninth hole. Someone gotta die, they don't care, they itemize souls. Tit jobs from Botox to light bulbs, light bulbs in my head of where I might go. I'm on a tightrope, walking the edge. And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, shit. And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, yeah. I've been wondering if, look I've been hopping down this rabbit hole for quite some time To find lines that connect through 
true to all their lies They normalize a real life poltergeist To trust Pfizer with a remedy to make you right The thought's sick, I'll take a chance and roll my dice Because something in my stomach isn't sitting right I wanna soul search, find a place to bring in light But I can't cause, fuck I'm batshit what you read in the covenant It's cap, you were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it, we batshit what we read in the covenant It's cap, we were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it I want the power to shake shit and shift shape Tap into pineal eye without a mistake We have the power to live right and get straight But they found a way to remove this They bitch made Hey, keep on calcifying glands with your flow ride While I flow ride the valor of rhyme I'm flying high by the seat of my pants A beat speaking to me, know I'm talking back every chance Hoping one day I make it overseas or to France But in the northwest I trip without a traveling band Yeah, and that's word to my cat plug I'm higher than giraffe puss, look what the cat drug in Now I'm scribbling this rap in the bathtub At midnight I don't fill it up with the tap cup Soaking in my cannabis suds, anything for a buzz Reclaim my residue inside of a dab jug Peel through a fat stash, burning the last snug I picture this dimension I don't want to come back from But here I am, still stuck in the bathtub My brain fried, but honestly I'm fine I'd rather not have one, I'm batshit I'm fucking batshit, and it's your fucking fault It's their fault, straight up I'm done I'm batshit what you read in the covenant It's cap, you were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger Where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices Plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.